Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am so excited to do this show today. I love to learn and then teach others, and my guest today is a exactly like that. So I am excited to learn from him. But this is the show. If this is your first time turning tuning in, this is where we educate, empower you, entertain you a little bit, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Because as you heard from the intro, I was always afraid to take risks. And when I stopped being afraid and decided to bet on myself and step into my fearlessly authentic self, my power, that is when all the magic happens. And, you know, it's not always easy because we hear the the little voices behind our heads telling us to do something when we won't don't want to do it or being something or someone for somebody else. So this show is to help you be your most authentic self. And so I want you to enjoy the show. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We have a five-star rating. We have over 100 countries listening right now. So I am very excited to have you listening to the show. So here we go. My guest today is Tay Sweat. He definitely has the coolest name of any guest I've had on the show. Welcome to the show, Tay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jody. I'm super excited to be here. I am super excited to have you here. And that is your real name, right? Your real last mm -hmm. name. That's real crazy. Name. I want that to be my last name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm going to introduce you to our listeners. For those of them who do not know you, Tay Sweat is an eight figure, you heard that right, eight figure millionaire, business innovator, investor, and author who has helped thousands of people globally become six and seven figure earners. As a full-time business investor and stock market trader, he combines timeless principles with a forward-thinking approach to help his clients achieve their goals of financial freedom. Tay has coached over 12,000 people globally and is committed to using his skills and wealth of knowledge to help build stronger communities that can prosper for generations. And that's wealth management, right? That's how we build wealth so we could share it with our family so they can continue this, right? Absolutely. So I want um, everyone to hear your story. Uh, let's go back to maybe high school when you were struggling with your weight a little bit and how you got into your business, um, Sweat for Life. So would you mind starting there? Absolutely. Um I am a man raised by a single mom uh, of two boys at the time, of course. And mom maybe made, I don't know, $20,000 a year. So we grew up in poverty, you know, really you know, deep poverty. And in poverty, usually, um, people don't understand, you know, nutrition and calories and macros. So we ate whatever we could. <laughs> you, ate, you, ate, you ate the cheap food. Absolutely. Which is which yeah. is very unfortunate, right? The mm -hmm. the supersized stuff and the cheap food filled with you know junk, no nutrients. Absolutely, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, and you know 
when you don't know any better, that's pretty much your norm. So you eat pretty much whatever you can. And I was an athlete, you know, then growing up and I had an athletic appetite. <laughs> so I'm eating a lot of the worst type of foods. And that led to me, of course, gaining the weight. And, you know, I ended up at 14 being 320 pounds. That's crazy. That's scary, you know, morbidly obese. Um, how did your mom feel about seeing you get so heavy and knowing that it was very unhealthy for her son? Was this something that she recognized and tried to help you with? Or how did you how did you manage it? Honestly, you know, I feel when you're in the situation itself, you know, people, I think the saying is when you're in a burning building, you don't know it's on fire, right? And I think that was more so the case because she also was overweight. Um, she also had, you know, I had diabetes, I had heart disease. She had the same things, right? And this leads me, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little later, but it leads me into the whole hereditary thing versus lifestyle. Because I don't believe it's all hereditary. I do think a lot of this stuff is lifestyle and you have the option to opt out of what your parents, you know, had to deal with. Absolutely. I, I knew we were going to have so much to talk about. I, I have the same situation in my family. My mom's side of the family, morbidly obese. My dad's side of the family, really little. Me and my sister took off to, after my dad and my other sister did not. So that just meant, as you're saying that she had to work harder than the average person because she was dealt that set of genetics. So we don't have to, we can only accept so much of what we have genetically, right? But we can change these things by our lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what happened? How did you recognize that you needed to lose weight or change your lifestyle or how, like living the way you were living, knowing your mom was obese? Nobody was really eating healthy because you didn't know. So how did you know that something needed to be changing? That's a great question. The number one thing, um, and I'll just go ahead and put this out there, common sense, and I would even consider mine to be hyper common sense, is something that also helps me in the stock market, right? If this is red, then this over here must be red, you know? Uh, so I'm looking at my environment as a child, you know, 13, 14 years old, and I'm going, hey, this person's overweight and is sick and looks uncomfortable. This person was overweight and died. This person had diabetes and died. So I'm thinking, hey, am I going to die? Because I'm going down the same you know, path. And at that moment, I knew, okay, something different has to you know, change here. I have to do something a little bit different. So just don't do what they did. That was literally my thinking all the way from nutrition to education to even how they spent their money. I'm thinking, hey, you're broke and you always buy things you can't afford. OK, don't do that. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you that for a young man of 14 to be so aware, that's unusual, Tay. I will tell you as a mom of two grown daughters and um, I know you've got a little one. Um, he's so cute. Um, that to be so, it's unusual. So that I think is a gift 
Do you believe that was a gift of yours? Because you saw all these people, everybody's the same. Everybody's doing the same thing. But wait a minute. I think I could do something different. Absolutely. And so did you take the steps to start changing then? Yes. So it started, you know, my weight loss journey started then. Um, I literally started reading the books, which is another thing I saw, you know, people around me don't read. Start reading. Okay, got it. Check. (laughs) Wow, you're really, you really are very special. (laughs) You know, you really are. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I mean, I'm very blessed to, you know, be able to not only recognize the patterns and change the pattern, but also stick to it because it's not easy, right? Um, A lot of these hyperpalatable foods are very, you know, they're very addictive. And I, you know, I was in the loop. So for me, it was, you know, very fortunate to just stick to a plan. And for me, anything that I see working, I just keep going at it. I, I will just, you know, <laughs> I wear it out. So yeah, I, I kept going with it. You know, I saw the weight coming off. Uh, my, I had really bad eczema on my face, on my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a condition called um, and nigricans and colitis nigricans. I think it's what it's called. But it's mm-hmm. a sign of um, insulin resistance, and you get like the dark neck and the dark, spe- you know, spots on your right, face. Right, right, right. I had insulin resistance because I, I was diabetic. You know. So I had the black neck and I had the, you know, black blotches on my face. And literally, as I was changing my diet, the blotches started going away. The black neck started to clear up. I had real bad eczema. The eczema started clearing up on my face. And I saw then, I said, okay, I'm sticking with this. (laughs) You know, I think for everybody that I've spoken to on this show and for myself included, you know, I got divorced when I was 42 years old. Nobody in my family was divorced. None of my friends were divorced. I was living in suburbia in a McMansion. It was, you know, 2000 and everybody was building big mansions. And I lived in one of those and had the whole thing. You name it, we had it. The vacations, the cars, the everything. And I remember telling my friends, I don't want to be married to my husband anymore. I don't want to be married to him anymore. And they were like, how can you walk away from this? Like you've got it all. But you know what? When you look around and you see your friends and they have money too, and they have all the trimmings that go with it, but they're not happy. They don't want to sleep in the same bed with their significant other. And then what happens is you say, well, I don't care because I want to take responsibility for my own happiness and I'm going to stop listening and doing what everybody else is doing. And I lost all my friends because they didn't agree with what I was doing. And it was very, very hard for me to make that big step all by myself with two small children. And I'm wondering if you got a lot of um, kickback on Tay, what are you doing? Like, why are you eating that food? Like, that's so dumb. You're never going to lose weight because that's what my friends were telling me. Like, why would you want to leave this life? Why would you? Why? Why do you want to struggle? Why do you want to? I'm like, I'm not going to struggle. And if I do struggle, I want to struggle. I want to know what it feels like to work hard and get something. So, but I was 42. You were 14. How did you deal with that? How I mean, you have so much, clearly so much resilience. 
First of all, let me just say that's an amazing story, and I commend you because Thank a lot you. of people don't walk away. Um, so I get, I get it. You know, living in these type of houses now, I see the, my neighbors and I see who's not happy. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, money, money is wonderful, and it's great to have because it's security, but it does not buy happiness, and Absolutely. that is that is the trap. And uh, and we're going to get into women and finances a little bit more. Um, but I'm curious how you stuck with the plan that you created for yourself and how you were not swayed to just fall back into old habits. I use it as fuel. Um, the athlete in me, because I've been an athlete since I was seven. You know, I played football, baseball, basketball. And the one thing that I've, been able to hone in on since I was maybe five is whatever you say that I can or can't do, I'll prove you wrong. Love it. Right. <laughs> so um, a lot of people, yeah, I, I got a lot of harassment from my friends or, you know, who we thought were friends. Um, and I'll tell you something that I'm not really proud of inside of my community is that we have a negative connotation with certain types of foods and lifestyles. And one of the things that I got a lot of was, oh, you're eating like a white person. Or they would they would attack you, you know, racially and say, hey, you're not black anymore. You're eating a vegan diet. You're eating vegetables. You know, we don't eat that stuff. And we we kind of champion uh, you know, bad diets. You know, you're not eating pig feet. You're not eating this. You're not eating fried steak. You're not eating, you know, uh, sweet potatoes with 10 pounds of sugar. You know, those are the things that inside of my culture, where I come from, that's what we were eating. And when you stop eating those things, you instantly become a, you know, outcast and all the jokes are on you. <laughs> so, um, so for me, that fuel that I was able to generate from all those comments was, okay, you're sick and you're talking about your lifestyle is better than what I'm doing. Watch this. And that's what led me to just keep going, keep going, keep going. So as my skin cleared up, my diabetes, uh, type, two, uh, type 2 diabetes type went two, away, right? right? Mm -hmm. It went away. Uh, heart disease, you know, cleared up pretty much. The high blood pressure went away. Skin, like I said, cleared up, no more eczema. So now I'm throwing the shots back. They're like, oh, you're eating that food. You're not, you're not black. And I go, hey, you're sick and you're dying. I'm not. And that for me was kind of, we call it a clap back. That was me clapping back and saying, hey, this is what's going on in my world. You may want to come join me. It's um, the best revenge is happiness and health. Uh, it just, I always say, uh, I, I agree with you 100% in your attitude. I'm very similar. Just watch me. And when mm -hmm. I started my own business at 50, uh, I ended up taking all of my clients from a big box gym and more. They stopped subscribing for their monthly, you know, we'll get into your personal yep. training. And so monthly training with me and all of a sudden my 32-year-old boss, quote-unquote boss, uh, said to me, hey, I need to talk to you, okay? He's like, I know what you're up to. I'm like, you do? He's like, yeah, you're going to open up your own place and you're stealing all of our clients. I go, I'm not stealing anybody. He's like, who the hell do you think is going to train with a 50-year-old woman? And I said, just watch me. 
just watch me. Yes. Um, I should have filed some kind of suit against him, but I didn't because that's just not me. But but yeah, I have the same attitude. Just watch me. So you showed your friends like, look, okay, you're criticizing me for the way I'm eating, but I'm going to show you. And I'm wondering, just as a side thing, did any of them come to you afterwards and said, Tay, can you help me? I had a few people and believe it or not, the number one person was my mom. My mom, she recognized what I was doing. She saw the change. She she saw the full journey. And she's thinking, hey, whatever you did, I want to do it. I I, I follow what you did. And of course, at the time, we we all went vegan. So I was vegan first, and she saw me do those things. And I I must say plant-based because I don't get into the full vegan lifestyle, but mostly plant-based and and eating more plants, whole foods. And she saw me eating a plant-based diet, and she... Followed right along. She ended up losing over 120 pounds as well. And it just, it it became almost like a family trend because my grandma then followed, my brother followed, and it it was a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I think um, from everything that I know about you, you are at heart a teacher. And, um, you know, and when you teach people and they follow you and they they feel better whether it's physically or financially because those two things are linked you know as we spoke earlier very much linked together and so when you started the food you mentioned before as you started telling your story that the food you ate was very cheap and so you ate a lot of it it was very palatable so it tasted really good and uh, it didn't cost a lot of money. How were you able to eat better food, more organic, uh, plant-based, because those foods are more expensive? How did you find the money to do that? That's a great question. And this is actually what led me into uh, the fasting lifestyle by accident. Um, Oh. So... (laughs) Yes. So wow. I started fasting okay. at a very young age. Yes, literally. Uh, I was, you know, before we had OMAD, the one meal a day, I I had been doing OMAD for 15, 16 years. So this is something I've been doing. And it just made sense to me. So once again, I'm very common in my thinking. So I'm thinking to myself, well, hmm, if I ate a bunch of foods that weren't, you know, they, they weren't very good for me and I gained weight, what happens if I don't eat at all? And I started thinking, okay, well, if, you know, because as I study, I'm hearing that fat is called stored energy. So the way my mind works is I go, okay, well, if this energy is stored, then what is it for? Oh, it's for a reserve. Right. So when you're not eating, and that's why I tell people it takes you a very long time to starve to death because we have fat in our body. Um, and you can live a very long time from the fat uh, off the land of the fat in your body. So unlike protein, which is in stored, but that's for another podcast when we get into <laughs> macronutrients and so on and so forth. But uh, OK, so how long did you fast for? Um, I started very small. Um, I had a friend who lived maybe two blocks down the road. I would walk to his house to play basketball and you know play video games. And once again, I'm still young. And. I would literally wait to eat at the end of the night or at the end of the day. So I'd walk to his place. I'd play basketball. We, you know, we do all the fun stuff, right? Right. And then I'd walk back 
And now it's time to eat. So literally throughout the day, I'm just carrying a, a jug of water because I saw that that was the thing to do, get, get water at least. So I'm coming back with water, pretty much, you know, the whole gallon is empty and I'm ready to eat. And what I would do is I'd eat one meal. So you asked me, how did you make it fit? So I made one meal fit my, my one meal a day. And the way I did it was, believe it or not, a bunch of carbs. It was rice, beans, a tortilla, you know, burrito, basically. So I make a burrito with uh, a jar of salsa because and the reason why is because the beans were pretty cheap. You can buy a really big bag of beans. Right. And that was your protein source. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So there's my protein. You could buy um, a big bag of rice. So there's my rice. Cheap. Um, and, and you could get a really decent size of, you know, tortilla shells for burrito wraps. Uh, so literally I would do that. And then a jar of salsa didn't cost much. And that would last me like weeks because I, you know, I was the only one eating it. Um, my brother still, you know, eat, eat what he was eating. My mom, you know, she's slowly coming over. But for me, that was my meal. Um, and literally I just ate that way for months. And it wasn't until I started, I'm a numbers guy. I, I, I believe I was naturally born to do finance because I, I will take things and I will break them down to the simplest form. So what I did is, you know, at this point, I'm maybe 15 now uh, because I'm losing the weight. Things are coming, you know, they're getting better. I, I looked at the amount of money each meal would cost me and I would do the calculations based on how much I needed to fast each day. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. I mean, for a 15 year old, that's that's really crazy. That's very impressive. And were you were you tracking your meals? Did you I know I, I mentioned macros real quickly, but did you track your food? Did you read anything about tracking your food or you were just like, OK, this is this is working for me right now? No, I, I didn't know tracking. There was no, you know, my fitness pal didn't exist back then. Yeah, uh, right. So there was no tracking. I didn't count calories. As a matter of fact, you know, although I was studying up, um, reading books, I didn't technically know how to track macros and calories. I just told myself, you know, simple math. Hey, if, if you eat less than you burn, you should easily be able to lose weight. And that's right. what I ran with it from there. Right. It's the whole calories in, calories out, but not all calories are created, but it works when you are morbidly obese. And then you start mm -hmm. as you, as you, you continue to educate yourself more and more. And, um, I knew we were going to be talking about fitness a lot. We've got to get to your whole finance thing and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me about when, how old were you when you started your first business swept for life? That was your first business, right? That was 2010. Yes. 2010, I started Sweat for Life uh, because at this time I've lost all the weight. Everybody's looking at me. Who? How, how did you do it? You know, you have to teach this stuff. You you are a personal trainer, even if you don't want to be. You need to do this. So I started my business and said, okay, I'll be my own business, my own man. I went and got certified personal training. Um, I went to NASA, National Academy of Sports. Me too. NASA. Me too. I have right? the same it's, certification. It's the it is the best. It is the it's best. The best. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I got that certification and then I started doing a few other things. They, they offered the corrective exercise specialist. So I got that. Um, and then I went and got certified uh, from a holistic doctor to teach me nutrition. By the way, so, NASM mm -hmm. certification is very hard. 
Yes, Just, it is. <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really hard one, too. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Sorry. it is. So, yeah, yeah, I started there. And from there, I started working with clients. Um, I lived in an apartment gym, uh, apartment, and I would train at my apartment gym and slowly just built up from there. Um, I realized that I needed to get more people, you know, more uh, eyes on what I was doing. So I actually took to YouTube and I started doing YouTube and at the time, Facebook videos. So, yeah. Wow. See, we didn't even have Facebook when I was was doing all that. So for me, I had to get into a big box gym. That's how I got eyeballs on me. It was by being in a big box gym. So you, you started your business and you started making money. So you, by sharing your journey, by getting certified, you started making money and you were very successful. Absolutely. Very successful. Um, it literally started growing because I went to a, bo a boutique, excuse me, boutique type of gym versus a big box gym. Right. I wanted more of an intimate setting. Also, I knew that if I went there, I could have more uh, of my money because the big box gym takes, it takes too much of your money. That's why I opened you know, up my own business. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. yes. So I knew that. And then also, under the boutique style uh, gym, I would be working with more higher end clientele, which is who I wanted to you know, be with anyway. Um, so yeah, that is kind of my story. I went over, I started sweeping the floors for free during my off time. I would clean the windows just to be there. And before you know it, people started picking me out and said, hey, you should train me, you should train me. And before you know it, I knocked the socks off, got a bunch of clients, and I, it just turned into a crazy great business. That is the way to do it is people see you, they see what you're doing, they see how you're transform transforming people. And so it, it is a great four-way into when we come back from this break, we are going to be talking about, we were just talking about fitness. And now we're going to go to finance because both of them, if you are fiscally and physically fit, it's a great foundation for success in life. So we will be right back with Taste Sweat right after this break. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. 
This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm here with Tay Sweat, and we were talking about physical fitness, health and wellness. And after the break, I promised you we were going to talk about being and getting fiscally fit. But during the break, we were talking about, you know, Tay was mentioning, hey, like, I feel like I am 34 years old, but I feel like I've lived 60 years. And I want you to explain what you meant by that and share it with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the average, I'd say 60 year old man has, you know, worked the jobs. He's probably had the failures. He's probably been married at least once, uh, you know, probably divorced as well. So, you know, usually you have those things and then he finally figured it out and retired. Right. Hopefully. (laughs) So for me, I feel like that's something that I've been able to live that full thing in 34 years because I bought my first house at 19. Which is amazing. Um, so I was working a, you know, working a job while I was personal training. Uh, the personal training got you know really good and the, the job itself. So I basically bought a house, had the car. Um, 2008 crash came, lost it all, went bankrupt at 22, 21. So I filed for bankruptcy, you know, lost the job and just went all in on personal training. I said, okay, this is just me. I don't want any more jobs. No one else controls what I make. It's on me now. Right. So that, pers- that personal responsibility that you talk absolutely. about a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I achieved the, you know, the wealth over the next six years. You know, when I was 26, I saw my first million dollar revenue year. So that was you know, a blessing. Um, I had started a personal training, uh, excuse me, a um, supplement company to supplement my income from personal training. And so now making money both ways and Long story short, we'll get to the you know the trading and everything because that's what came yes. as I started making money. I started investing the money because I wanted to do something responsible. With it. So uh, I get married. You know everything is going well. I get married at you know twenty eight, and I realize that's not my person. That's not my person. This is not who I'm supposed to be with. And we get a divorce at thirty, maybe twenty nine. It was actually late twenty nine, and. 
that's, you know, so to sum it up, that's why I say uh, I feel like I've lived 60 years because I'm also remarried. I've been in this marriage for two years. Um, (laughs) I've done a lot in 34 years. Yeah, no, it's a lot of experiences. I'm sure the bankruptcy threw you on your butt. Um, But luckily, you were very young to be doing it. So you have you've had a lot of time to make up for that. But you know, going through a divorce at an early age. So it's just, you know, so many people look at somebody like you who've accumulated so much wealth and just say, oh, you know, yeah, I know he didn't come from, you know, wealth, but he's built it. But what else did he go through? Um, because that also makes you more relatable. So when you share your story and help other people, they realize that, oh, oh, he's he's really gone through a lot of crap that I can relate to. So as you were making money, how did you learn Clearly, you're a person who likes to study and understand things. So you're making money with your company, uh, but how did you start learning how to trade? You had a client who was very affluent and sort of took you under his wings. Is that how it how yes, it started? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. tell us that story. Yeah, so one of the reasons why I wanted to work in a more boutique type of gym is because I knew they had high-end clientele. And if I could just snuggle up with them, I knew I could get to their level. Yep. And so basically, I had a guy, uh, Charlie was his name, and Charlie was a billionaire. He was recommended to me through one of my best friends, who he was a client first, who became a best friend. Manny is his name. So Manny's a surgeon at Vanderbilt University or Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville. And I'm working with Manny and he introduces me to Charlie. And basically Charlie says, hey, I need help. And if you help me, I'll give you whatever you want. I said, well, here's the thing. I don't want any money from you. I want to know how you got to a billion dollars. I said, so with that being said, I'll train you for free. You teach me whatever it was you did to get up there. You teach me. So he introduced me to equity markets, um, stock market, you know, private equity. And from there, I just started growing information. He set me on a good path and kind of told me what to study. And I just went from there. Because you are a student and a teacher. Absolutely. So let's get into how much, how long did it take you to make money? And how much does somebody need to start investing? Absolutely. So it took me a while to make money. Honestly, uh, I'd say a few months because I'm still trying to figure it out on my own. That's not a long time. Now, watch this. So (laughs) start to start making money. And keep in mind, a billionaire has already given me a good amount of information. Right. Coaching is very essential, especially coming into a, a new market. So I start making money in a few months and then I get greedy and I lose it all. Right. I get greedy. I lose it all. I say, "Hey, what if I do this? What if I push it all in?" Did you were you and spending I, it on on like candy and gum? I say that in quotes, candy and gum, right. like on on crap you don't need. No. So for me, um, and mainly because my ex wife, she she was very frugal. She didn't like me spending money, which caused a bunch of friction with us. So for me, no, to keep her happy as a compromise, I actually didn't spend any money. I was a millionaire already, uh, getting into the stock market, and I'm still driving my Camry. I'm still, you know, I'm very modest. The most I would spend was maybe two, three hundred dollars on a pair of tennis shoes, you know. Right. <laughs> but other than that, I was very modest. I lived in a, you know, a decent sized apartment, but that was pretty much it. No houses. I didn't do anything else from there. And so basically, I lose all all the money that I had in that account. And I was told by Charlie, "Don't put all your money into the account because you're going to have to figure it out." 
And if there's one thing that's inevitable is you are going to lose. So it's best for you to lose a small amount, figure it out, and then have more money to play another day. And at that point, that's when I started studying more and realizing how to, uh, you know, do more risk management. And I found out how to take $500 and we call it knickknacking. When I teach my people how to grow their money, we call it knickknacking. And what we do is we go in, we take $500, $1,000, something that's not a lot of money for your okay. overall amount of money. And we do 10% on it a day. Explain so, that. Ex explain yeah. that. So Absolutely. somebody, so you say to to Joe, take out five hundred bucks and put it into this stock. Do you tell them like where to invest it? Yeah. So actually, I, I do uh, a live trading session every day that the market is open, and I'll share my screen and share the charts and show you, hey, this is going to go here and it'll hit here. That's what we should buy. And when it goes up to this point, we'll sell it here. So how do you how do you how do you know this? And I know that I, I've been watching your your videos on YouTube. So for all of you listening, the Tay does them on Instagram and on YouTube, but they're much it's obviously a much longer version on YouTube. Uh, and you're giving this information for free, by the way, correct? Yes. Yes. So yes. on YouTube, I teach totally free. Um the live trading, uh this is a discord. So the live trading that I do. It's $50 a month. And my goal, I always tell people, I say, hey, before you say anything about 50 bucks a month, my goal is to 10x your $50 every month. So you come in and let's say you start with, to, to explain it, you start with 500 bucks. We're going to make a 10% move trading stock options. That's what we do. We're going to take a 10% move. So $500 is not a lot of money. I know a lot of my women that I work with, they're very risk adverse. I don't want to lose about a bunch of money. I have 50K, but I don't want to lose it. I say, okay, great. Put $1,000 in. You can afford to put 1000 of 50K in, right? Right. And what we do is we, what I call a knickknack, we knickknack that account the whole way there. And what I do is we compound the, the interest. So if you're doing 10% moves a day, Right. You go into an option, you get out of the option. You go into it and you get out of it. Well, 10 percent on a thousand dollars is a hundred dollars a day. So all I need, there are 20 trading days in a month. All I need is 10. So your thousand dollars can make a hundred dollars a day. You give me 10 days, I'll double your money. The thousand goes to two thousand dollars that month. And the goal is to just continue to do the same thing. So now you have 2K. You trade 2K in month two. So month two, you make 10 percent, which is $200 a day, right? And we just knickknack and we go $200 a day, 10 days, that's $2,000. So you double your money again. So the goal is to double your money every month. It is not easy to do because it takes very, very much. It's a very high level of discipline because when you feel that you're getting good at trading, you tend to want to push everything you have into it. Right. And that's the biggest mistake you can do. My goal is to get people to slowly grow and as you grow, you only trade the money that you've pulled out of the market. So it's not even your money now. So it's right? like it's like losing weight. It has to be gradual yes. for it to, yes. to for it to be consistent and mm -hmm. to see your money grow. But I want to know. I don't I am I've never put my own money in the stock market. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I've never done it. And we'll have to talk about this later um, because I'm one of those women. I'm like, I don't know. I have my money. I'm scared to like, let go of it. And, you know, I put yes. it like safe and I don't know what I'm doing. So how did you learn to do this knickknack thing? Is it, was it from this guy, Charlie? Did you learn it? Did you create it yourself? 
I actually created it myself. Uh, so Charlie is more of a long-term investor. Um, he suggested to me to, hey, take your money, put it over here and just let it grow over the years. Well, don't get me wrong. I was already you know, a millionaire by the time I, I worked with Charlie. So I could have had a decent amount of money in the stock market. But as I started investing and I saw these moves going up and down, I'm thinking to myself, wait, I was up yesterday. I'm down today. It, it, I noticed this roller coaster and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a way. To buy when it's low, sell it when it's high, sell it when it's high, and then buy it when it's low. And what I mean by that, for anybody that doesn't know, in the stock market, you can actually place a bet that the stock goes down. And when it goes down, you make money. So I've heard. Right. Yes. So I've seen. Right? I, I've just, <laughs> I, I, that would, it would just make me, cr- I would be so anxious all the time. I think I, I would have to be sedated to do something like that. How do you have and how do you teach your students to be patient? I'm sure the ones that are more patient are more successful. Absolutely. Well, and, and the way I'm able to take out that anxiety and, and extract the fear is because we play with an insignificant amount of money. So a lot of times, you know, I tell people, so once again, I love shoes and one of my favorite shoes and my wife. So do, well. so do I. So do I. <laughs> right. So we like the Christian Louboutins, the, the red bottoms. Right? Yep, me too. Right. So when I tell people, I say, hey, I trade with red bottom money. I said, so if you're going to spend that money anyway, anyway, on a pair of red bottoms, take that and trade it. And if you lose it, you are going to lose it anyway. You were going right. to give it away. Right. Maybe you don't get that pair of red bottoms now, but it was going to go away regardless. So for me, I'd rather gamble because people call it gambling, but it's not. It's it's systematic trading. And what I do is I just take the money I was going to you know, spend anyway. Maybe we're going to go on a crazy expensive date. Wait, before we go on a date, let me trade this. I'm going to give it away anyway. And if I'm good enough and usually I have an 80 percent hit rate. So if I'm good enough. Out of 10 trades, I'm going to win eight of them. So I tell you what, let's see if I can grow this money and spend the money that I made from the stock market on the date and I get to keep my money. That's how I play the game. So I I do that with everything I've done. So I've bought Lamborghinis. I didn't spend my money. I went in, traded the money because I was going to get rid of it anyway. I was going to buy the Lamborghini regardless. I traded the money, made more money, bought the Lamborghini, kept my money. The shoes that I buy, I don't want to spend my money. Hey, I'm getting ready to buy red bottoms. Put it in the market, flip it, then go buy the red bottoms. So that's the way I play the game. I've always played it this way since I've studied enough to figure this out. And now I think I have it down to a science. You know, it's been about 10 years now, but I think I have it down to a science. So it's teachable. You can actually Mm -hmm. teach people what you know. And I think one of the things that's hard about being somebody who knows so much is knowing, being a good teacher is knowing how to break it down and serve it to your clients so they can understand it, you know, and and teach themselves and then pay it forward, teach others so everybody is building wealth. Absolutely. That's the most important part is teaching and explaining. I always say, if you can't teach it to a two-year-old or an eight-year-old, you don't truly know what you're talking about. So for me, my goal is to make it as simple as possible and we do. I make it that way. Wow. Um, so you don't need a lot of money to start. As you said, you, you start with an insig- insignificant amount of money. So it doesn't hurt a lot because you are going to lose it at some point or another. So let's not make it 
a large amount of money where like you're not betting your house. Absolutely. So is that where Secure the Bag name came from? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, Secure the Bag. I wanted to create something that was youthful, something that was modern, you know, culture, cultural appropriate, because a lot of times, once again, in my culture, we don't know anything about, you know, stocks and things like that. So I made it kind of cool and I kind of hip hoppy. I said, hey, secure the bag. You want to secure the bag? I can help you secure the bag. And that's pretty much where the name, you know, originated. So when you were creating this business, were you thinking about the people that you grew up with as your I as your client, as your the person you wanted to help the most? Because I know when I started as a trainer and opened my business, I had, you know, I knew that my client was a woman who was in her 40s and wanted to get back to the weight she was before children. And then it's changed now. Now that I'm 62 um, and my clients have gotten older also, I'm helping older women over 60 because I see so many of them lost. So was that your ideal client? Was that the client you thought about in your head when you were creating this? Believe it or not, no. Actually, the, the client that I was thinking about mostly for me was someone who's trying, actively trying to better themselves on a health level, on a you know financial level. So I'm thinking actually about my clients that I work with in the personal training space, mm. because one of the most common things that I remember hearing was, hey, Tay, what should I eat? I say, oh, organic, whatever you're going to do, go organic organic fruit, organic vegetables, even the people who still wanted to eat fish or, you know, some type of meat, they say go organic as possible. They go, oh, it's too expensive though. It's very expensive. I can't afford organic. And then I go, ah, I need to teach you how to make some money. I love that. I love, (laughs) I, I, that is just brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Um, I heard you say, that that trading and the moon schedule are the same explain the moon schedule and trading because i'm we talked we're both capricorns yay capricorns uh even you know even though i'm a december capricorn you're a january we're close enough um absolutely i came a week early so we were probably (laughs) i was supposed to be born the same week you were um so explain that to me and how did you figure this out so for me, I like to back test. Back testing shows everything, right? And if you're, once again, I have a very common, common sense. I can piece things together just by looking at, you know. So for me, um, a great explanation. So I got very esoteric in the nutrition side of things because I wanted to understand how to make people listen and receive the information to stick to a diet. So I'm very deep into psychology. Well, as I was getting very esoteric and very, you know, deep into how to get people to follow things, I needed to understand what controlled people's emotions, what, you know, was responsible for people. And we have cycles, men and women, we all have cycles. And a lot of times people don't realize that the moon controls the cycles. Right. So I started thinking, well, wait a minute, what controls the moon? I said, okay, well, what does the moon control? Let me say that. And the moon has power or influence over the water on the planet. So then I go back into my personal training and nutrition and body and I go, okay, well, what are humans made up mostly? Oh, we're mostly water. I go, well, wait a minute. Well, if we are made of water and the moon controls water, huh? 
Maybe there's something here. So I started really breaking it down. And then I realized, wait a minute, what is made, you know, what is the market, the stock market made up of people and their fear and greed? So now I'm thinking, wait a minute, if the moon has something to do with people and the people have something to do with the market, then the market must move with the moon and vice versa. And from there, this box of success opened up. <laughs> and that's where I really came, you know, into a, a lot of wealth. <laughs> well, it sounds like you really leaned into what are people thinking, how to motivate people, how to get them to take action when all they're thinking about is fear or a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. So whether it's building wealth or getting, you know, as I said before, getting fiscally fit or physically fit, they're so tied together because if we let go of the fear, we allow ourselves to be educated and mentored as you were and as, as I was, then we open up a whole world of authenticity where we can be ourselves because we've overcome those obstacles. And that's when all this beautifulness it opens up for you to share with other people what you've learned so they can have a better life. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, every day I'm very thankful for it, not only for the, the success part of things, which is great, but I always said that success is not fun if you can't share. Mm. Right. So for me, being able to bring people along with me on the journey has been 10 times better. I love that. Let's, um, talk about women and finance. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women, you mentioned very quickly, you know, a lot of women are like, oh, I don't want to lose this money or whatever. Um, I, I don't know what it is about women and I'm generally speaking, but one of the things that I had to deal with was not knowing anything about my finances when I got divorced, not even knowing what, what my mortgage statement was and a lot of other stuff that went along with it. I, I didn't know what my monthly expenses were because I was married to a money person. So I, I want so to stress this point that women need to be financially free. They need to learn about money. They need to become very financially literate. So if God forbid something happens, they know how to take care of themselves and they have their own money. And so do you help a lot of women accomplish that. Absolutely. Now, it actually started with my ex-wife. Um, so we went through a divorce and, you know, men, I think people period don't like to admit this, but once you love someone, you always love them regardless, right? There's always love there. So I said, hey, you're going to get a lot of money from me. I had to give my ex-wife um, 1.1 million. So I said, hey, you at least need to know what to do with this. Now, of course, we're not friends. So she's like, I don't want to learn from you. So I said, okay, here's one of my students. She turned 40K into a million, like 1.5 million. I'm going to pay her to teach you then. Her name is Renee. I said, so Renee is going to teach you. And that's essentially where it started because I realized there are women who are getting loads of money, whether it's from divorce or whatever it may be, and they don't know what to do with it. So from there, I made it a mission of mine to make sure I hone in and focus on women. So it that's is, pretty much what I started. It is very true. And and my ex-husband help, helped me with a few things too, because he knew that I had never had that money coming in and how to handle all of it. And we, we were not friends either. So um, <laughs> I, I hear you, right? But I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, 
can you quickly explain? We only have three minutes left. You know, I'm not even going to ask you this question. I want to just first ask you, what does it mean to live a fearlessly authentic life? Oh, you know, honestly, for me, is being yourself in any situation, right? Some people want to dance, dance. Some people want to say certain things, say it. Um, I want to be able to go home and go to sleep at night knowing I did exactly what I wanted to do today. I said exactly what I wanted to say today. That's that's me being fearlessly authentic. I love that. You want your heart to be still when you put your head on the pillow and know that all is good and that you gave people, you helped people. It sounds that way. Yeah. And one of the things that you talk about is reciprocity. So now that you have accumulated so much wealth, um, how, how do you do that? And how can you share what you do with other people who may be in the same situation? How do you give back? Definitely paying it back, paying it forward. Someone did it for me. So that's why I do the free YouTube videos. That's why even now I could charge people thousands and thousands of dollars for this. It's like, hey, give me 50 bucks a month. I'll help you grow it. And let's just have some fun. So my goal is just to help as many people as possible, honestly. You are a wonderful young man. I am so honored that you you were on the show and that you shared so much of your personal story and how you're helping other people, um, you know, live the life that they want to live and trusting you uh, to know that you're going to take them there. You showed it with getting physically fit and how to accumulate wealth. And thank you so much for sharing all this. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, every platform I'm at Taysweat, T-A-Y-S-W-E-A-T. And, you know, just reach out if you have any questions. I answer my DMs on Instagram, so just reach out. Thank you so much, Tay Sweat, for being on the show. It's been great, and we'll have to talk after the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic week. Bye-bye. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye-bye for now. you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.